You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Radio Show and podcast. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, and I am just thrilled to have you back here with us today. Well, I will tell you, one of my passions is helping people to figure out how they can enter into small farming, small ranching, or sustain their operation if they're already involved. You know, it's a dream for so many people to live in this lifestyle, and for so many people who are already involved in it, it's a constant worry, maybe, of how will we sustain this so we can continue this lifestyle. And so any advantage that I can bring to people to help them to be able to do that, that is one of the things I strive to do every day in my professional life. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to be interviewing two people from the University of Idaho Extension, Colette DePhelps, who's an area educator in food systems and small farms, and then Cinda Williams, who's actually retired from the University of Idaho Extension, but still volunteers regarding a conference that's coming up. And we're going to be talking about two different opportunities offered through the University of Idaho Extension to people both in Idaho, but also in Washington and in Oregon and anywhere within the sound of my voice right now that you could participate in that will help you to be successful with your farming endeavors going forward. The first thing is going to be a webinar series through Cultivating Success Idaho, and it's a small farm webinar series that's coming up and starting in just a couple weeks, be starting in February of 2019. And then in addition to that, there will be a conference coming up in March of 2019 called Cultivating the Harvest. It's the 20th anniversary Inland Northwest Small Acreage Farming Conference. And Colette and Cinda were good enough to come on and explain everything that's going to be offered and how it can benefit you if what you want to do is to live that farming or that ranching lifestyle. So we'll have that coming up for you here in just a moment. Colette and Cinda, thank you very much for coming on today and spending some time on the DNB Supply Show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So uh, I kind of already introduced you to everybody in the intro, but I, I really appreciate what you ladies are doing in terms of helping to educate people and help them succeed in small farming. And, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you today about both the Cultivating Success Small Farm Webinar Series, but also the 20th Anniversary Inland Northwest Small Acreage Farming Conference is coming up, and I think what we'll do is we'll start off by just jumping into talking about the webinar series, and and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up talking about the Small Acreage Farming Conference. Will that work for you? That'll work great. Well, let's do this really quick. Let's talk about the webinar series, and, and Colette, if you would, can you kind of uh, just tell us what it is, what, what a webinar is, and how it all works? Sure. A uh, webinar is essentially a live video link where folks can register in advance and then they log into a central system and they watch a live presentation on a specific topic. They've become really popular in probably the past five years. People can choose from a a lot of different webinars that are hosted by universities or nonprofit organizations or private companies. And with University of Idaho and Rural Roots through the Cultivating Success Program, we are offering a webinar series for sustainable small acreage farming and ranching. So the way it works, if you are someone who wants to participate, is you go to our website, 
we have a list of webinars. You click to register. You'll be signing into a program called Zoom. They just ask for your name and your email. Mm -hmm. And then you will automatically get a link. And when it's time to start the webinar, you'll click on that link. It'll link you right into the program, and you can view it from your computer, smartphone, or iPad. Now, you both represent the Extension Service through the University of Idaho, but can people in Oregon and Washington who are also listening to this show, can they access and benefit from the webinar series? Yes, they can. There are some topics in our webinar series this year that will have some information that is very specific to Idaho. For instance, talking about water rights and access, that's going to be Idaho specific. However, even within that webinar, they're going to get an idea of who they need to talk to in their state to find out what the issues are in their state, how to learn more about water rights and how to access water. Well, this is great because, and we'll, we'll run through the topics here in a second, but for people who want to farm or want to, I guess, enhance the success or the sustainability of their farms and their small farms, small acreages around our listening area, this is a really good resource for them to get information that might not otherwise be available to them. Absolutely. And we try to time these webinars so they're convenient for people to watch. This year, our webinar series is at lunchtime. So that's 11 a.m. Pacific or noon Mountain Time. We also record every webinar and it will be posted on our YouTube channel. So people can go back, rewatch a webinar, or if they miss a webinar, they know that they can go to our website find the link, and be able to watch it at a time that works for them. Now, that's interesting. So they can go back and watch it later. If they are attending the webinar while it is live, do they have the benefit of being able to interact and ask questions and things like that while it's going on? Yes, and that is definitely the benefit. There's a live chat that is ongoing throughout each webinar. So people can ask any questions of the speakers. We have breaks during the webinar where we do the Q&A session And so that is definitely an advantage of watching it live. It's a lunchtime webinar, so why at lunchtime? Well, we figure that most farmers do eat lunch. (laughs) And so we tried to pick a time that if they were coming inside anyway, they could jump on the webinar, watch it while they have their lunch. It's just one hour, and then head back out. Also, a lot of the farmers that we work with have off-farm jobs. So again, trying to find a time where they could use their lunch hour Mm -hmm. to watch the webinar was our priority. Last year, we had evening webinars, and those were quite successful. We had over 100 people watch those webinars live, Mm -hmm. and over 50 additional people go in and watch the recordings. With that, though, we felt like an evening webinar can be a little bit more challenging for folks who have children or are trying to get off work, do those you know, chores that you have, just getting dinner ready, getting things sorted before you go to bed, that might be a little bit more challenging. So we're going to try lunchtime this year and see how that works for people. Well, let's do this. I have to take a commercial break. Let's let's hear from our sponsors really quick. And then when we come back, I want to run through the different topics that will be offered in the webinar series. That sound all right? That sounds great. For work, play, or a little bit of both this winter, stop by D&B Supply for Wrangler gear. From flannel line jeans to stylish shirts and jackets, fit for the field or a night out, Wrangler has you covered. Established in 1947 with the spirit of courageous individuality, Wrangler apparel is designed to last and look good to boot. With new styles and great fits, it's clothing that wears well no matter what the season or what life throws at it. So stop by your favorite D&B and get covered this winter in Wrangler gear. 
Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Balin Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Balin Country at DNB. Made from steel and designed for stamina, Balin Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up a whole new one with Balin Country at DNB Supply. All right, we're back, everybody, and I'm speaking with Colette DePhelps as well as Cinda Williams all about the Cultivating the Harvest Small Farm webinar series offered through the University of Idaho Extension as well as the 20th Anniversary Inland Northwest Small Acreage Farming Conference that's coming up soon. So as we went out to, uh, from the break, we were, we were just kind of getting into talking about what topics are going to be offered during the webinar series. Colette, if you wouldn't mind, could you run us through really quick just, I guess, the titles of each topic and when they're going to be offered? Absolutely. Our webinar series is going to kick off in February with Marketing Your Products Online. That's going to take place on Monday, February 11th. Following that, on Tuesday, February 19th, we're going to have Water Rights and Access. Our third webinar is Adding Value to Your Wool for the Fiber Artist Market. That's February 25th. Then moving into March, we have New Enterprises for 2019, How to Identify and Evaluate Opportunities on March 5th. In April, we'll be talking about soil health and cover crops. That's Monday, April 8th. Then Packaging Economics and Food Safety Solutions for Direct Marketing of Produce on Tuesday, April 16th. And then Introduction to Starting a Value-Added Food Business, which is actually going to take place on June 4th. So while we have these webinars scheduled, we will be adding webinars Mm -hmm. in March and April over the next several weeks. So this is our initial list, but it's not an exhaustive list. Well, really interesting. And, And I want to understand the overall goal of this webinar series, and that is for people who want to farm and who want to raise livestock, raise crops, to give them all the different tools they need to be able to sustain this business and to maintain this lifestyle. Am I understanding that goal correctly? Yes, you are understanding that correctly. And one of the things that we try to do in each of these webinars, because they're only an hour, we we give a really good introduction to the topic, and then we provide a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. And so we list some of those resources within the webinar, but when you go to look at the recording on the website, any specific links that we have identified in the webinar itself will be linked below the topic within our website. And you'll also be able to download a copy of the webinar slides from the website. How were these topics selected? So I know you're going to be, you're going to be putting more out as this goes on, but these initial topics, how were they picked? So the topics were picked by the Extension educators working with local food systems and small farms across the state. As educators, we all have a process of doing needs assessment with our clientele, and we work with advisory committees. So each educator has identified topics that are important within their region, and then they are developing programming around that. What we found as we work as a statewide team is there's a lot of similarity around priority topics throughout the region. And so these topics, we are sure, are going to meet the needs of a lot of growers regardless of where they are located, actually outside of Idaho as well, in the inland northwest region. And then for specific topics like water rights and access, Mm -hmm. 
the Extension Educator, Carrie Boone, who is putting on that program, she's in Payette County. So she and I are in dialogue about what some of the issues are around water rights and access up in northern Idaho so that she can include that specific information in that presentation. So we work collaboratively to make sure there's statewide relevance. And I would imagine that over the course of a year or a season, however that may work, the different extension educators are getting feedback from people and, and saying, I'm getting this question a lot. This might be something we would want to address. Yes, absolutely. Now, the the first topic, marketing your products online, I mean, that's a really interesting one. That seems like the way things are going. Is that covering everything, including produce and including meat products, or is it just like value-added products, things that are non-perishable, non-food-based? It's going to include meat products, and it's going to include produce, and it's going to talk about how you use different types of social media. Oh, really? Interesting. So are we talking Facebook and Twitter, or are we into Instagram and all the other things now as well? It's going to be covering some of the bigger hits like Facebook, like Pinterest, like Twitter. Well, there's a number of, number of things to talk about on, on all these different topics. Let's do this. I'm going to take another break, and then when we come back, let's kind of jump into uh, some of the more detailed parts of these topics as we go forward, all right? Okay. Carhartt makes gear to get you through anything, so DMB Supply offers a wide selection to outfit any day, any task, and any weather. Built to stand the test of time and have your back no matter what comes your way. Carhartt clothing keeps you comfortable all day long. And for extra hard jobs, check out Carhartt Force, the line that wicks sweat, fights odors, releases stains, and works as hard as you do to outlast them all. Get decked out in Carhartt at DNB. At DNB Supply, we know that what's inside counts. That's why we dish out Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Grower Feed. Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed has an exclusive blend of nutrients to support a chick's immune system and overall health, even preventing coccidiosis. Raise healthy chicks with Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed. Available now at your favorite D&B. All right. Well, now that we're back, I wanted to ask about the topic adding value to your wool for the fiber artist market. So, very interesting topic, but very specific to one sector of farming. So how did this one get on the docket? Is there is there something going on with uh, this fiber artist market that I need to know about? Well, the fiber artist market is actually growing and has been growing for quite a while. Our extension educator, Kate Painter, who is doing this particular webinar, she actually started one of the first online stores for fiber artists. So she was a sheep producer. Mm -hmm. She raised them for their wool for this particular market. And she knows a lot about the whole business side of doing this and a lot about what the particular attributes of fiber are that are meaningful to this market. And this is the high-end market. One of the things that we see is a lot of times sheep producers don't have a market for their fleeces or they don't really understand the attributes of wool that are important for fiber artists, especially if they are not a fiber artist. So Kate's going to do a wonderful presentation helping them understand how to access the fiber artist market and what is important to that market. Very interesting. So in terms of accessing this market, is it just taking the the raw wool, if you will, 
and in selling that, or is there something that needs to be done by the farmer themselves to add value to the wool before it's marketable? Most of the time, they have to do something that's going to add value. They're going to have to clean the wool. Mm -hmm. They might have that wool processed by a local mill, like up here in Post Falls. We have a small mill that works with individual producers to actually process the wool. Sometimes that wool is actually carded, which is another processing that adds value and can then actually be made into different types of yarn. So there's a lot of different steps, and it depends on how far that grower wants to take it, but each step is going to add value to the product. It sounds to me, though, like the bottom line in terms of this particular webinar is there's an emerging market for producers in agriculture, and we want to let people know that's out there. Yes. Now, the new enterprises for 2019, I'm particularly taken with the line, how to identify and evaluate opportunities. So this particular webinar, is it going to be teaching people the techniques or is it going to actually be telling them about opportunities that are out there? To phrase that better, is it going to be teaching people how to identify these opportunities or is there a list of opportunities they want to make people aware of? It's going to be teaching people how to identify the opportunities that are within their community Mm -hmm. and definitely examples will be provided from north central Idaho where Ken is located. But really it's like how do you how do you look at your community? How do you start to identify what market opportunities you have? Because we really do want to grow for the market. And how do you evaluate the strength of those opportunities and what price points you might have within those opportunities? So Ken, your extension educator who will be teaching this one, is going to use examples from the market that he knows and he understands, but it's going to be applicable to wherever anybody lives. Yes, absolutely. Now, I want to jump to the water rights and then the soil health. So now on these two particular topics, it sounds like we're getting into more of the nuts and the bolts of how to produce things and get around, I guess, uh, different government restrictions and regulations and things like that on your particular property? I would say with water rights and access, what folks are going to learn on here is like, how do you find out what your water rights are and how you can access water, whether that's groundwater, it's surface water that you are accessing through an irrigation district or surface water that you might be wanting to capture on your own land or water that is based in streams or waterways. So it's it's not going to be able to jump into this is the detail of your water right Mm -hmm. if you are located in Viola, Idaho. It's going to say if you're in Viola, Idaho, this is who you need to contact for your water right. Here's some of the things that we can tell you that are statewide rules around water, but you have to drill down into what's actually happening in your locale. Right. And so the types of questions we often receive in extension is like, how do I find out if I have a water right? Okay. Or how do I apply for a water right? Can I even get a water right? Sure. Or can they turn my water off? <laughs> so those are the types of questions that Carrie will be helping people identify how they can get those questions answered. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's going to be specific to every different irrigation district and every different region that people are in. And and when it comes to soil health and the cover crops that will work on your particular property, I think that's going to be region specific as well, won't it? It will be region specific. Lauren has done a good job in the past, like looking at fall cover crops and different types of mixes, what you want to do to prepare to 
plant a cover crop. Mm -hmm. And in this, she's going to be really helping people understand the link between improving soil health and using cover crops as a management tool. So it will have information that is helpful to understand overall about the role of cover crops within your production system. And then again, here's where you need to go to find out what's going to work well within your county or your specific microclimate. And then packaging economics and then food safety solutions for direct marketing of produce. There's new laws that have come online in the state of Idaho, at least, right, regarding this? There are new laws that have come online actually at the federal level. Okay. And so that's the Food Safety Modernization Act. Mm -hmm. And Extension has been partnering with the Idaho State Department of Agriculture to do a lot of education around what we call FISMA, which is the acronym for the Food Safety Modernization Act, and specifically the produce safety rule, because there are seven rules under FISMA. This one of them is about produce safety specifically. And so Ariel is trained in delivering education around produce safety. And one of the things that we find in direct markets is that we can do a lot to look at produce safety with a critical eye from farm to market. And within that, if we have an eye on food safety, we can also have an eye on product quality because a lot of food safety practices actually improve the quality of of our product. Mm -hmm. And then within that, if we're looking at packaging, because we need to purchase new packaging for food safety versus reusing packaging, then we want to look at the economics of how do we do things like bulk buying or cooperative buying, what's most affordable for us for the type of packaging that we now need to do to get our products to market. And last but not least, and one of my favorite parts of learning about ag business is value-added food. So you'll, in the webinar series, be teaching people how you can take something you're producing on your farm and you can make it even more value to give you that economic sustainability we're looking for. Yes. So Jennifer will do a introduction to the different steps of developing a value-added business from sourcing your product to understanding what facilities you have to process that, understanding where do you have to work with the health department and understand the different rules in the state to bringing that to market. Well, that's a great overview and really excited to have this available to people all throughout our listening audience to to take advantage of this and to help them be able to farm and to sustain that economic model so they can keep farming and make that successful. Let's take another break and then when we come back, let's kind of jump over to talking about the Northwest, or I should say the Inland Northwest Small Acreage Farming Conference. Sound all right? Sounds good. In the thick of winter, it's time to think about a thick, full lawn. No, really. At DMB Supply, we plan ahead and carry Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed so you can get a head start, too. For a better lawn this spring, limit foot traffic on those brittle leaves of grass. Sharpen your mower blades and schedule lawn feedings by creating reminders on your phone or calendar. Then pick up some Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed on your next trip to your favorite DMB Supply. At D&B Supply, we believe happiness comes from the inside out, especially when it comes to our pets. So give them Hill Science Diet for many happy wags and purrs. Using only high-quality ingredients, Hill Science Diet is expertly crafted for lifelong health, with formulas for every age, size, and special nutritional requirements from joint care, oral health, and weight management. It's the number one choice of vets to feed their pets. Keep your pet happy-go-lucky and pick up Hill Science Diet at D&B. 
All right. Well, we are speaking with Colette DePhelps and Cinda Williams, uh, talking about the Cultivating Success Small Farm Webinar Series and also the 20th Anniversary Inland Northwest Small Acreage Farming Conference. And we're going to shift over to Cinda. And Cinda, let's talk about this conference that's coming up. It's a 20th anniversary. What is the conference all about? And, and let us know what that has to offer for people. Sure. Uh, in 1999, we had the first Cultivating the Harvest conference in Moscow, and we had just started programming for that small acreage farming audience, uh, sustainable agriculture, organic farming along that line, and actually Colette and I have been working together more than 20 years, and uh, we were two of the people that started that conference, and so it seemed only natural that we should have a 20th anniversary to celebrate uh, what's been going on in the last 20 years since since the first conference and to look to the future because we've got a lot of new farmers coming in. and So that's the basis of the conference. Now, when is it going to take place and where will it be located? Okay, it's March 1st and March 2nd. March 2nd is the main conference day, and that will be held at the University of Idaho in the Pittman Center, which is in the old student union building on campus. So this is going to be up in Moscow. Yes. Now, same question for you as I had for Colette about the webinar series. Can people who are not from Idaho attend this if they wish to come over? Oh, yes. Yeah, we've, we're working particularly close with uh, WSU Extension because our programs over the years have been tied into Washington State University and people in Washington and Idaho, mm-hmm. but people from anywhere can come, Montana, Oregon, as far as they want to come from. Well, what kind of things are offered for small farmers and people who want to, to live this lifestyle and have this career? This time, we're going to have a lot of different types of activities. We're going to have um, a keynote speaker talk about unleashing the power of on-farm research. Uh, This is uh, Dr. Bill Snyder from WSU, who has done a lot of work with small acreage farmers, entomology and pest management basically focused on biocontrol and those types of areas. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just going to talk about how, you know, how engaging in the research process is, you know, important for small acreage farming. So in terms of why small farmers might want to engage in that research process, is it, is it an economic based decision? Is it a benefit to agricultural based decision? What, what kind of benefits will he be talking about there? The benefits to them to learn learn about how they can find solutions to their problems. You know, 20 years ago, we didn't have a lot of university research based in the areas that a lot of these farmers were working with. You know, we didn't have a lot of organic farming research that applied to uh, northern Idaho and eastern Washington, say, Mm -hmm. our area. And so we've come a long way, and we have a lot more researchers working. We've also got a lot of farmers that are doing on-farm research to, you know, help add to the body of knowledge of, 
you know, what we're doing in terms of sustainable agriculture, sustainable mm-hmm. and organic agriculture in um, as we are now. Well, Cinda, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about what will follow after the keynote speaker during the conference. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. No matter where work takes you, D&B Supply makes it easy to get the job done with DeWalt FlexVolt Tools. With advanced battery technology, DeWalt FlexVolt Tools gives you the power of freedom to work without cords. For construction, remote job sites, and outdoor projects, the heavy-duty FlexVolt line offers everything from hammer drills to table saws to air compressors and more. So get out there and get to work with DeWalt FlexVolt Power Tools. Available at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Cinda, well, now that we're back, what's going to follow the keynote speaker at the conference? We're going to break into different tracks, and people can choose which area they want to uh, go to to talk about more research that's going on that will help farmers in specific areas, like we have one on analyzing new markets, potential buyers, and selling strategies. So if they're, you know, interested in that aspect, they can go see some of the work that Colette and her colleagues have been doing. We have another one on planning for profit, financial tools, and the potential of farm co-ops. We have one that's based on promoting pollinators and managing pests organically. And then our fourth track in that is uncovering the mysteries of the soil and determining best management strategies. So they'll talk about soil fertility, compost, maybe biochar, mycorrhiza, a lot of things that are coming up that farmers will be interested to know about. So there's a lot of opportunities for people to go to specific sessions. And of course, you know, for small farmers, uh, travel expenses and getting away, that's not always easy. And so they, they've got to be really wise in where they choose to go to, to spend those uh, education dollars, I guess I would say. It sounds like this is the place to be. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting conference. In addition to this morning focus on research, then we have, uh, after lunch, we're having a panel of some of our Inland Northwest leaders in sustainable small farming and ranching. These are people that have been farming for over 20 years in organic, sustainable, both vegetable, livestock production, And they're going to talk about what they've seen, what have been their challenges, what are the new opportunities that are coming up for the new generation. You know, so these are our wise uh, farming pioneers, and they have a lot of expertise to share. So that, I think, will be a very interesting session, too. Well, Cinda, I understand that there's also going to be some farmer-to-farmer presentations as well as a a capstone project to talk about. Uh, Yes, the farmer-to-farmer presentations are, you know, this idea is coming from some of the farmers that we work with to help plan the conference. These are more of a presentation style that a, a farmer will give, you know, like 15 minutes or so of what they are doing in a particular topic. What are they doing to keep and find 
farm labor? What are they doing in terms of designing and implementing on-farm research and many other topics? But they will present what they do, and then they will lead the discussion of the rest of the farmers. So it's very interactive. They'll find out what other farmers are doing, what are the problems, what are the needs, the research uh, needs in these particular areas. So it's a conversation, not just a a presentation. And that's what the uh, farmers are saying, that they really like these types of sessions to get into the meat of stuff. And then as far as the capstone goes, what is that all about? The capstone, um, we will have a couple speakers, we believe at least one, if not two capstone speakers, talking about Farmers at the forefront of the food system change, how they need to be involved to help change the food system. In addition to just farming, you know, being involved in the community, being involved in what's going on in terms of policy and and all of the community activities in their uh, areas, that creates change. And we have some dynamic speakers planned that will really take us you know, to the next level. And then Colette, you had some more to add about the conference as well. So Cindy did a great job capturing what we're doing on day two of the conference. I wanted to talk a little bit about day one. So our conference is going to start with some pre-conference tours, and we're going to be looking at some of the amazing facilities here on the Palouse, particularly on our land-grant university campuses. So we have an insects and pollinators tour, we have a livestock and meat processing tour, and we have a cheese processing tour. And then we're also having a pre-conference workshop looking at farmland transfer and how you start to think about your future. What I like to say is that we need to plan for success, and part of success is how we're going to exit agriculture. So we have this workshop to think about like what is important to us as we look in the future when we retire out of being producers and we want to transfer our knowledge and our operations onto the next generation. And then following those afternoon activities, we're going to have a performance of Map of My Kingdom. And Map of My Kingdom is a play that was written by the Poet Laureate of Iowa about farmland succession. And it's a dynamic play. It's a one-woman play, extremely engaging. And we're really excited to be offering it here in Moscow. But I also wanted to let your listeners down in the Treasure Valley know that this play is going to be offered in Boise. So there's going to be a performance at 8.30 p.m. in Boise on February 26th. And there is information that you can find on Capitol Press's website. If you do a quick search on Map of My Kingdom, you'll get a whole regional list, actually, because they're coming not only to Boise, but to Walla Walla, to Colfax, Washington, to Burns, Oregon, and several other places in the Inland Northwest. So we are hosting that play here. And then as part of that play, we're going to have a no-host reception and an opening component of our conference. Wow, I've never, ever thought of a play as a way to teach about farm succession, but I can visualize it. Yeah, it's great. It has these conversations. You know, they're based on real experiences of real farmers in the Midwest about what has come up when farmland transition has been part of the conversation of farmers and their families. Looking forward to that. 
Well, before we sign off, I want to make sure that everybody listening has the opportunity to get all the different web addresses they need to find out information both about the webinar series and the conference, and then any other information that can benefit people or help them contact you if they have questions. So all of our contact information and all of the information about the webinar series and the conference are available at cultivatingsuccess.org. When you go to cultivatingsuccess.org, click on the Idaho icon. That's going to bring you into our current programming. Also, when you come to that webpage, if you look at the top on our programs and click that drop-down menu, you'll find the page where you can register for this year's webinars, but you'll also find the page where you can go to view last year's webinars. And we have 10 webinars, a lot of great topics about marketing, land access, access to capital. They're ready. People can watch them today. Well, Colette and Senda, thank you so much for doing what you do to help support farming and help people sustain this lifestyle. And thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing all this information with us as well. Thank you. It's been great to be here Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.